How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. FM ESPN. To the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller is producing the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. A top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist of the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. It is a good day. One day closer to a big Memphis sports weekend. Oh, I thought you were going to go one day closer to big Memphis. Big Memphis? Hashtag big Memphis? Hashtag big Memphis. No, we got Hashtag we, mem this. We hashtag got, next gen. Hashtag ne- next up. <laughs> All the ones. Who could forget? Yes. (laughs) Um, But, no, we're one day closer to the playoffs. We now. I will say this. So, whatever, it's Grizz Week. You know, they're trying to shove that down our throats. Yeah. So, I had to drop my dog off. You mean create some team spirit. Correct, correct. Yes. Team spirit. Yes. Camaraderie. Yeah, city pride. All for it. So, I was driving. I was dropping my dog off. Today's spa day for my dog. Oh, Oh. Big spa day. So we still use Is that part of Grizz Week too. Everyone gets a spa day in preparation for the Lakers. Carly used to wear growl towels as bandanas mm-hmm. every now and then. Okay. Um, playoff times, obviously. We, yeah. we don't waste regular season. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, not, we're not wasting growl towels in the regular season. But I was. It's it's out by it's out by uh, your wife's office, like around by my dad's office, and I was driving down Forest Hill Irene to get back onto 385 to get to the uh, to get to work. There's a house right at the corner of Poplar Pike and Forest Hill Irene that is very much in Grizz Week. I mean, they had like growl towels on the columns. It was decked out, blue and gold. They were ready. You said where was it? Poplar, Poplar, Forest? Poplar Pike and Forest Hill Irene. It's technically on. It's like past Poplar Pike, heading towards 385, but it's like right there on Forest Hill Irene. You sure? They were ready. Interesting. Yes. Um, well, yes. There's several Grizz-related people mm-hmm. who live up there. Uh, so perhaps, uh, perhaps they're friends of friends of people in the they support in the neighborhood. Who, who cares? There's no reason why you shouldn't be displaying some Grizz pride. I mean, it's Memphis versus LA. We're the underdogs here. Like just in terms of perception as cities, as cities, I mean, Vegas is saying we're not, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I just mean in terms of the, the dialogue, the narrative, whether it be a bat, you know, like, listen, this is, 
one of you know, one of the two most decorated franchises in NBA history. Yeah, that you're going against. It's the franchise that has some of the most iconic players. Literally, the logo on of the NBA is a Los Angeles Laker, Jerry West. I know he works for Clippers now. I think technically, I think he's like a consultant. Is he for Warriors? The, no, he left the Warriors. He's like a consultant. Clippers. For the okay, Clippers. I couldn't remember the order. What's his name? The Balmer just you know threw him some cash yeah. to get him to come come help out the Clippers. Um, but um, we need you know you need all the support you can get. I've been trying to think though because I haven't kept up with as much of the predictions. The few predictions that I've seen though. Most people like the Grizzlies. Like well, I know ESPN has been doing the can the Lakers make the finals now, but yeah. In terms of like the predictions that I've seen, uh, I don't know. I mean, you had you I mean, had wait, wait, Barkley, Skip. Barkley and Skip have both predicted Lakers. I know Barkley may maybe changed his yeah, mind. Yeah, it sounded like Barkley changed his mind a- afterwards. I don't know if he changed. He just said the Grizzlies should be happy uh, about what happened. I didn't and never really fully explain. Like literally, Kenny. Asked him to explain what he meant by that, and then we never actually got a full explanation on what exactly. He basically was like, well, they sucked against the Timberwolves. Wouldn't it be nice to never have to defend your take? <laughs> like, he has the greatest gig in the world. Like, how many other people can on the network that will host the NBA playoffs go, hey, you don't need to watch the first round of the East? <laughs> how many other people can do that? He's one of one, right? Well, I mean, listen, I, I can tell you this. I don't think it's us. It's Tasty Take Thursday, Jeffrey. No, we have to defend our we, takes. Th- th- if anything, like frankly, we— like I would feel wrong if I didn't defend my takes. Well, in general, like, guys like us, like, we have to scrap and claw for our takes. So, like, we have to insist on them. Yes. Um, so we've got a lot to get to uh, on Tasty Take Thursday. Uh, Draymond Green has logged his prediction for this series, Jeffrey. I don't know if you're aware of that on the— the, the Draymond Green show. We got a playoff. We got a Grizzly. Can he do that? I guess he can. Yeah, Why not? He did. Uh, we, we'll, we'll get into that. Also, um, you know, different storylines of, you know, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of storylines to explore and therefore a lot of takes to uh, to deliver based on those storylines. So we'll, uh, we'll give some tasty takes as we inch closer to the start of the Lakers-Grizzlies series Sunday at 2 p.m. at FedEx Forum. Uh, 240 or so, Eric Hasseltine will join us like he does every Thursday. He's the voice of the Grizzlies right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. You can listen to him throughout the Grizzlies playoff run. Yeah, you may um, not get to hear Pete and Brevin, but you can hear Eric. Yes, he will be on the call Sunday afternoon on 92.9 FM ESPN, and he'll be on uh, the show here in a little bit. Uh, 3 o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Uh, Grizzlies have practice today. Uh, so we'll get you up to date uh, on that, as well as the, the women's basketball coach was introduced today uh, over uh, at El Marone Fieldhouse. So uh, we'll give you any uh, updates from that as well. Uh, so lots to get to and listen. Then to three uh, thirty or so, uh, Jason Smith will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Lakers and Grizzlies. Maybe talk a little transfer portal as well. So busy show, busy week, busy weekend coming up. But let's start with some tasty takes, Jeffrey. Should we start with Draymond's prediction? Why not? Yeah. Let's, so, let's give him some oxygen. So Lord can, knows he needs it. You can go check this out at uh, commercialpeel.com. Uh, we've uh, we've he actually he he actually gave some thoughtful commentary on the series. Um, he said 
he he did he did care, carefully preface everything with this. I probably should be careful giving somebody some bulletin board material. Uh, but then he said, I think the Lakers will take this series. I think it will be an upset. Um, he went on to explain. Um, he said, uh, he said he thinks the Lakers are a tough matchup for the Grizzlies inside, and he expects LeBron James to control the pace of the series. Like not a, not a, he won't. He thinks LeBron will not allow the Grizzlies to get up and down like they, you know, and like, well, like we've right. seen, like we've seen in Lakers games against the Grizzlies. Yes, um, he said. He thinks basically he thinks D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Rui Hachimura are the X factors mm. in this series. Yeah, that's who you want to bet on. Um, he said now, but he did say what I thought. Actually, this was the most interesting thing that he said that I thought was actually like, oh, that's like a really I had not really I didn't notice that I didn't know this, and I learned something from Draymond. He thinks Jaron Jackson Jr. could his his three point shooting will be huge. Because he, as Draymond put it, Anthony Davis does not like going out onto yeah. the perimeter to guard. Because they don't have three, anyone else inside. Like to guard he, has, he has to be the rim protector. Yeah. Um, and so um, he thinks that could be a big advantage. If like Jaron's hitting threes, that could become a big advantage for the Grizzlies. And I was like, you know what? Like when you say it like that, like it's, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and he said, quote, it's going to be a very tough series for both teams. It won't just be tough for Memphis. It won't be easy for the Lakers. It will be tough for them as well. So, Draymond has logged his prediction as Lakers upsetting the Grizzlies as well. Um, I guess here's my tasty take based off of all that. It does feel like it feels like the Grizzlies are going to have plenty of ammunition, and I, I, the fact that so many people, it feels like to me, while Vegas is predicting the Grizzlies. You know, like, the Grizzlies are taking all this, these prominent voices, if you will, predicting the Lakers. Sure. Like, they are, like, like when they talk at practice today, I fully expect we are going to get, like, nobody believes in us rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And my tasty take is that I think that's playing right into the Grizzlies' wheelhouse. Like, this is perfect. This is setting up great for this group of Memphis Grizzlies players. Yeah, I think that's fair. I guess... My first tasty take on what he's saying. See if you buy this. My first tasty take is the Grizzlies should hope that LeBron James wants the offense to run through him. Mm. Because I think I think the scenario the scenario that puts the Grizzlies in the most trouble is running the offense through Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So when we saw LeBron out, Anthony Davis kind of gave them the lift and that's when they started playing better. I think right now if LeBron, if LeBron would be option number two to Anthony Davis, then I'm starting to get scared. But I'm not convinced that's what's going to happen. We saw, we saw the other night, like he wasn't. It, the offense still, time it ran through. It LeBron. ran through him. Yeah, it ran through LeBron. And um, it wasn't clean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do, I do think though, LeBron is going to walk the ball up. Like, oh, you know, I like like it's going to hundred percent agree that they are going to. They're going to try to slow the pace down. Even and though they're, if you look at their numbers, they are not. They don't. They're play not a great slow. No, and they're not a great half court offense. Yeah, no, they don't play so. Well, it's funny. I, I don't know if you know. Uh, you remember Steve Snow Jones? Steve Snapper Jones used to be on the NBC broadcast. I do not. Um, well, he's like a former player, I believe former coach too. He used to be on like the NBC broadcast, um, like back in the nineties. Yeah, saying? yeah, like with you know, it was like. 
Steve Snap, Tom Hammond, Steve Snapper Jones, and Mike Fratello. You know, like it was, uh, um, or Matt Gukas. Remember him, um, <laughs> the former coach. But his son, um, his son Steve Jones Jr. is like a really interesting. You apologized to Greg Gumble and Bill Walton. Mm, that but, was the team. Um, well, Steve Jones Jr. He's a really good father. Uh, you're right. There's a, one with Tom Hammond and yeah, and Tom, Walton. Tom, yeah. Um, he used to, uh, his son used to work for the Grizzlies, uh, actually, and is a really interesting follow on Twitter. Um, and because he's, he evaluates teams and does film study and stuff. And, um, this, he had a thread this morning, I believe, um, today's the 13th, correct? Today is the 13th. Yeah. So this morning he had a thread on the Lakers Grizzlies and here's what he wrote. He goes, Lakers-Grizzlies is either going to be a lot of fun or very ugly, and I can't figure out which one. Feels like both teams take some of the playoff questions off the board for each other while also having the same, quote, so what's the half-court offense look like questions. If I'm the Lakers, it's go under versus Ja, game plan the hell out of Desmond Bain, and make this ugly. If I'm Memphis, it has to be try to get to AD and make sure their guards stay out of the paint. Vanderbilt and JJJ guarding each other intrigues the hell out of me. What lineups do the Lakers put out there so JJJ doesn't roam? Is it just attacking him when he's at the five? Who on the Grizzlies is going to keep AD from being in a drop slash protecting the rim? So he's basically insinuating he doesn't think Anthony Davis is going to defend Jaron Jackson Jr. He thinks Jared Vanderbilt will. And we've kind of made the assumption Vanderbilt will defend Ja. Yeah. The the other question, though, that I have is, do they move? How quickly, how quick is the D'Angelo Russell hook? Mm-hmm. Because the guy that is that has probably done the quote-unquote best job defending Ja has been Schroeder because he's, He's not quite the athlete, but he's quick enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious to know, like, but right now Schroeder's been coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, he also goes on to point out, um, he says uh, he thinks Desmond Bain is the X factor, and the Grizz are going to need not just the shooting pull-ups and the pull-ups, but the drives. He's going to have to get paint touches, is his point. Um, so... Um, and he says he thinks the Grizzlies need to really, like, it can't be iso ball with Ja. It needs to be ball movement to get the Lakers. You know, if you play iso, that iso ball plays right into the Lakers' defensive, you know, strengths, if you will. Well, it does if you can collapse on Ja. But what we've seen with the Lakers is they really struggle when he gets going downhill. They can't really stop him from going downhill. I don't actually... I mean, he obviously knows more basketball than I do, but I just think about when the Grizzlies' offense is humming with peak jaw, it's usually jaw going into the lane, everyone collapsing on him, and then guys just standing wide open. Yeah. And to me, that... that Well, and it feels like if, if Anthony Davis is going to play drop, it's like jaw's got to be hitting that floater yeah. of his. Like, got that's He's got a mid-range shot yeah. um, as well. So, um, but I think just from a, like... Ultimately, doesn't it feel like they're the two seed, but it doesn't feel like it going into this series. And I actually think that's a good thing for the Grizzlies. No, I think that's more than fair. 
I don't know if that's a reflection of playing the Lakers or if that's a reflection of I think it's it's the, the weirdness of the West right now. I think it's you're like it's very unique that a seven seed has some two players like LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think that's what it is. Oh, a the Nets last year. Yeah, I know. Yes, you're right. The Nets last. Everyone year. keeps doing. That's my problem. Is everyone keeps doing that? But it's, and then the Nets. So do you think you think this is going to be a similar like the Nets? Do got I think swept. the Grizzlies? Are, do I think the Grizzlies are going to sweep the Lakers? No. Do you think but, they win in five? Like, do they, you think this is going to be a much more like to me? The equivalent would be winning in four or five. You don't have to necessarily sweep them, but like a con. Do you do you foresee a scenario where the Grizzlies get a convincing series win over the Lakers here? Like they win in five, four or five games. Yeah, I do see that scenario because I don't think the Lakers are that good. Mm. The Grizzlies will start off. The Grizzlies start off with two games at home. And while they've been terrible on the road, like at that point, it becomes about flipping one. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you got tired, older team in what the I Lakers. I did notice, I, well, I think it helps the Lakers early that the, every, you know, the first three games, essentially, they're going to have long rest. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a lot, you know, well, an they, extra rest. They had to consult LeBron. But I would say this: I, I'd much rather have it at the beginning of the season. Like, then oh yeah, no, the, I agree. If, once you get to six, game six, game seven, we're going every other day. Yeah, when we're I going across the, across the country. Would I pick the Grizzlies in five? No. Like, the problem is like games, the, from game four on, we're going every other day, and you're it's it involves a cross country flight. Yeah. Uh, if you go to game seven, my gut says Grizzlies in six. Um, Do you think I'm gonna have to make that extra trip out to LA? For yeah, a night? I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's Grizzlies in four. Because honestly, I'm even... Well, they wi- already moved the Lizzo show, so you're okay. I know, but I'm already five. willing to say... I think... This would be interesting. Would you rather... As a fan, would you rather see your team have a four-game sweep, but the conclusion is on the road, or the gentleman sweep and come back home and celebrate game five? For me, there's something about sweeping LeBron... I don't that know. would if be you so satisfying. In crypto.com arena, that would be pretty awesome. That, that'd be pretty awesome. And, I, I would be willing to sacrifice the the home game celebration. Extra, extra rest. Extra rest. And you're gonna start the next series at home anyway. Yeah. yeah you're gonna be you're gonna have to yeah. make that flight anyways back yeah. home. Um no, I, I think it would you know, sweet a sweep on a visitor's floor would be that has especially to be awesome. the Lakers. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Yes. Because um, like can't you see if like if the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies have put it away like can't you see LeBron leaving the court early? Yeah, or like, yeah, like I don't know. Maybe getting an ankle, maybe maybe getting that foot, that foot again. Yeah, the foot. It'd be yeah. the foot would act up again, and then do the post game in the he'd boot. Be, he'd come out with a boot. Yeah, yeah. come post game in the boot. Yeah, yeah. do the post game. Oh in the God, boot. I, I I can't let myself think about this. <laughs> it's too early, too oh, soon. Too don't soon. get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. This is my next tasty take. Mm. The calendar sucks. Oh really? I'm. I am like gnawing my fingernails, like just waiting around. It's too long. Yeah. Yes. And we're the second day of the yeah. game ones. Yeah. And then you're gonna have to wait another two days for game two. This is too much. <laughs> well, I do. Know, I've heard the Lakers are coming in tomorrow, so they're gonna be in Memphis for like six days. <sighs> they're coming in tomorrow because it's a two p.m. start Sunday. So I um, will say, the toughest body adjustment. Mm-hmm. Is West Coast to moving moving east. Mm-hmm. When you start skipping time, like that's that's the worst on your body. Yes. Um, but yeah, so they're coming in Friday, from what I understand. Then they'll practice Saturday, play Sunday, be here Monday, Tuesday, play Wednesday, and then 
fly back to LA. But it's gonna be a long. It's gonna be this might be the mo- the most days LeBron has spent in the city of Memphis right here. Oh, I don't even think there's probably. Yeah, because he's never had a playoff series no. against the Grizzlies. No, and why would he? I, I mean, I'm sure he's been to Memphis. I think the longest he's probably been was remember they had that two game that yeah. two game back to back. What was that? Uh, that was the COVID was the year, COVID right? COVID year, yeah. yeah when they because there was yeah. nobody in the nobody in the stands. Yeah, that's probably the longest. When we got the it was the we got it was there was like a thousand people and they played the Marc Gasol tribute video. Remember? Yeah, and it was like, oh, this is so yeah, this, this is so sucks. sad. <laughs> like this yeah. sucks. Can't we have a real Marc yeah. Gasol? Looking tribute back in day? hindsight, that was totally that was totally called for. <laughs> well, honestly. They had to, ultimately they had to do it. He never played another game here yeah. in front of a full. You know, I mean, he'll get his moment whenever he wants to. Call, you know, whenever he wants to call it quits in Spain, um, but and he's going to get his jersey retired. But yeah, that was a bummer. All right, here's a take, and this is based off a of buy sell short or go to Reddit we didn't get to yesterday. Um, Are you going to take my take? Now I'm going to give. I'll give it to you. I'll set you up for it. You had a take about the officiating that I thought was. Very oh, good. oh, you're on that take. Yeah. Oh, I was going another one. Oh, which one do you want to go? I with? think this is a massive series for Taylor Jenkins. Oh, okay, we'll go with that. Let's go with I that. Th- take. I oh, think it's wow. a massive series for Taylor he's going Jenkins. To, now he's going against. Uh, he's going up against Darvin Ham. Yep. Who was the? They were on the staff together with Budenholzer, both in Atlanta and Milwaukee. And frankly, at the time Taylor Jenkins got hired, the consensus was Darvin, Darvin was Ham next up. Was the guy on that staff? Who I think was the Darvin next one to get hired. I believe Darvin was lead assistant, and Taylor was get back coach. Yes, and um, obviously Darvin Ham now has the Lakers job. It took him a couple more years, and from what I've gathered from both their comments, like they they are very good friends. Yeah, Darvin Ham and Taylor. Jenkins. Sometimes you'll see the the coach the coach friendship get overblown. They seem to have an actual like friendship. Yes. And I do wonder because if you notice, they don't get in the riffraff of one another. I'll be interested to hear what Taylor says about this because I my sense is, and I don't know whether it's an advantage or disadvantage either way. My sense is each of them kind of has a has has a pretty good read on the others' coaching, you know, like sort of tendencies. How that yeah, coaching tendency, how they operate. Like I think Darvin Ham knows Taylor Jenkins, and Taylor Jenkins knows Darvin Ham. Yeah, that's. Maybe tendency breakers yeah. ends up being, but the reason why I think this is a big series for Taylor Jenkins, I don't think it's. I think it's unquestionable. He has done a fabulous job mm-hmm. since getting the job. I think every single year there has been when you beat your win expectation every single year, like you've clearly exceeded expectations, and he's done a good job. The problem is none of that really matters. It mm-hmm. all comes down to playoff yeah. success, and if he's going to be the guy. You know, we've talked about it. It's, honestly, you can tell me this. Like, when we talk about needing needing the storyline win, mm-hmm. like, I think for Taylor Jenkins, it's I think it's bigger for coaches to get wins that the fans care about than it is for players. Just because, in the end, when things start going sideways, the first person you're going to blame is the coach. And so you're already at kind of a disadvantage. But this feels like a really big series because... At times, I thought he was a little uneven against the Timberwolves last year. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't you feel like more than anything, the Timberwolves collapsing was the story rather than the Grizzlies getting the better of them or, like, out-scheming them, out-coaching them? Well, they did. I mean, they did come back from in a bunch of games. But, yeah, it felt like it was more a function of of the Timberwolves 
I don't feel like it was issue. Jenkins flimpy, flipping a switch. It felt like Nick Nurse, or not Nick Nurse, uh, uh, Chris Finch not calling a timeout in like a 21-0 run. Like, you know what I mean? It was more of like, and maybe at a certain time, like, that can be coaching. Hey, if the other team's going to keep screwing up, let's let them screw up. Like, that's coaching. But I think I think we need to see him. I, I think this is a big playoffs for him just because it's been an uneven year. It's not really been his fault. And to me, if he's going to be the guy that leads the that leads this iteration as far as it'll go, like I think you got to start racking up some some playoff series wins that fans care about that are willing to inevitably when you stub your toe, you know, people give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think that's uh I think that makes sense. All right, and then my other tasty take. Mhm. I don't know if I believe this, though. That's the problem. It's a tasty take, but I'm not even sure if I buy into it. The biggest threat to the Grizzlies is the whistle. Here's how I would say I believe in it. Do I think that there's going to be an NBA conspiracy against the Grizzlies? No. But I do think I do think the reason why the whistle is going to be the biggest storyline is how many of those whistles are called on Jaron Jackson. Like I, To me, the story, the story for the Grizzlies on court is... Is Jaron on it? Yeah, I mean, I the rea- here's the, here's what I wrote in my column up at commercialspiel.com. The biggest foul disparity in the NBA belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, and the only team in the NBA with two players who rank among the top fifteen yeah. in fouls against them this year, fouls called against them this year is the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's Dylan Brooks, and it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I would expand it. It's both yeah. those guys. Like if you no, that's, a, that's a fair point because when Dylan, especially considering how shorthanded they are, they don't have anyone else who can really match up well with LeBron other than Dylan Brooks. And I when I say well, like you know no, what I mean. Like I don't think Dylan is, is going to stop LeBron. He's but, their best perimeter defender, and I don't really think it's close. I think if either of them are in foul trouble in these point, games, yeah. it's going to be a problem. And both of them can be foul prone at times, and you add in like I I do think officiating is going to be part of this series at a couple junctures probably. To be quite honest, well, there are going to be games where whether it's Lakers fans, Grizzlies fans, sure. people are going to be upset about the officiating. That's every playoff. I would series. say, don't you feel? But I think it's going to be exacerbated in this one. Don't you also feel like this is a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy in the sense that I think a lot of Grizzlies fans are already on edge that calls are going to go against them. And so inevitably calls will go against you. And to me, like it's going to be like the C like this proves it. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like, I feel like it's already a predetermined outcome. Maybe. I mean, listen, Ja and LeBron and Anthony Davis are all the types of players who Need a whistle? <laughs> not, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, like part of their game is they attack the basket. Yeah, and how a how an official calls that is going to dictate certain things. I mean, we see Ja. You know, he gets. You know, there's some games where he can go to the free throw line a lot. There's some games where he, you can tell he's like upset that he's not getting the calls he thinks he should get. Um, well, and, and since, LeBron's the same way. Since the since the return from the suspension, he is getting to the free throw line fewer. Like I I think. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he was averaging nine free throw attempts per game before the suspension, and it's down to like five and a half. 
So it's four fewer. Now he's playing four fewer minutes, but also we've talked about this. I don't really feel like Jaws attacking the rim and, and like he like he had been previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I will say um, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a fun series. I can't wait for it to start. I wish it was today, not Sunday. When we come back, Eric Hastein's going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on this series and more. We do that next right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM. Yes. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Giannotto and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannotto and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion to receive up to $25 back in bonus bets if your parlay with four legs or more loses by just one leg. It's only at BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Marginato's down at Grizzlies practice. He'll join us back in the next segment. We'll get into the counter-lawsuit filed by Ja Morant. Before we do that, we welcome to the program the voice of the Memphis Grizzlies radio network. Really Eric, are you, you're the only guaranteed local voice that we're going to get to hear throughout the playoffs, right? 
That's, uh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, you can look at it that way. I mean, I'm sure if Pete wanted to hop on the radio, we could put him on there, or Rob wanted to. We could we could find some time for them, but guaranteed, yeah, I, as far as, until they tell me differently, yeah, that's what I understand. Now, if they tell me something different, then then we might have an issue. But I don't. I hope that's not coming. But so, we yeah. do. We do get we'll, local we'll every game. We yes. get local radio throughout the playoffs, correct? Yes, every game. Yes, because I do right know we're on your fine station, our flagship ninety two nine FM WMFS Memphis. So we're getting whatever ESPN National, I assume, is is coming to town too. I think I read that. Is that correct? Uh, they'll do some in the first yeah. round. They kind of bounce around. So I, I know they have a couple of crews. I know Mark Kestisher is on one of the crew. Um, and then, um, Mark sometimes works with PJ Colissimo or, uh, or Corey Alexander. And then I believe, I don't know if Ryan Rucco is going to radio. Yeah. He used to be Adam Amin. Uh, I also know Sean Kelly, who was with the Pelicans and is now the voice of the haters. So, um, it is. Uh, it's kind of up in the air. I'm not sure how they've crewed their uh, their their group this time. There were two, maybe three last time. So yeah, but Mark Mark does a phenomenal job, and and you know obviously we're a little more pro Grizzly than the other folks. So our fans tend to like us more, and probably fans of the other teams think we're a bunch of homers that sound like uh, we're we're mad at the world. But that's what what's what they pay us for. I was gonna say if you've if you've never heard Eric when the Grizzlies are down twenty. Eh. That, that that's a man that wears wears his feelings on his sleeve. I can always tell. Well, I don't even need, like even if I'm not on serious. Like if I'm just on if I'm just listening on ninety two nine, I can always tell if we're up or down. Well, I try. I mean, it's it's. Well, I, I figure that most of the people listening to us are our fans. Although I try to be very respectful of the other teams. Like if they're playing well, I say. Oh no, you're always complimentary. Other, like uh, I think about the clip playing great. I think about the Clippers <laughs> game. The Clippers game on you know the Wednesday when they hit all the shots. You're like, listen, they're gonna shoot like this. Like there's nothing you can do. Yeah, that, that's that was very accurate. I think they were they had hit like twelve of sixteen threes, and I just said, you know what? If they're going to shoot seventy five percent from three, you're probably not going to win tonight. It's going to be a long night. And give them credit, they're making them. But the defensive effort yeah. certainly could ramp up a tick. Uh, they're not. The Grizzlies are getting caught in no man's land a lot more than they should have. But and look, I've always told our coaches and our players, I'm going to be honest. If you're playing like you know, you know what, then I'm going to say you're playing like you know what. I'm not going to say you're playing. You know the greatest basketball game I've ever seen when you're shooting 35 percent and getting beat by 40. All right, you've seen it all. Is this yeah. the most anticipated first round matchup? I would say so. I would say maybe the the year that they made it back to the postseason when uh, Lionel Hollins decided he really needed to get his guys some rest, and they lost a couple games down the stretch, and yeah. everybody said, "Whoa, what are you? Why are you trying to get to the eight seed and get the Spurs?" which they ended up going to beat. I don't think there was any, you know, hidden agenda there as far as I know. If there was, Lionel hit it from me, too, and it was very well hidden. He basically said, look, I'm not trying to pick the Spurs or the Lakers or whoever else was in the three seed and we could get to the six. I'm trying to get Tony Allen and Zach Randolph as healthy as I possibly can before, you know, next weekend because back then you ended on a Wednesday and you started Saturday or Sunday. And at the time, uh, Manu Ginobili was a little bit dinged up, so everybody thought, oh, you just rolled the dice and got lucky because Manu Ginobili didn't play in game one and you stole that one. And I said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I had this argument uh, with some people from the other team in L.A. that were not playing, and their uh, longtime television announcer at one point had said, hey, oh, they got lucky and it was a fluke. And because as Keller commentator, when they were announcing an upcoming game, said, oh, they're really good. You can see why they were able to advance. And he kind of took a shot at the team. I said, was it a fluke that we were up 10 in game two in their building with Manu Ginobili and Gary 
whatever his name was, I forgot the guy's name now. It was Gary Neal, who had kind of come out of nowhere, hit a 35-foot bank shot to, at the end of a shot clock to actually cut the lead to two instead of it staying five with a with a prayer shot. Or was it the fluke that, you know, they threw up another prayer to shot clock to, to get two more points and scored five points they should have never had? And by the way, was, his whole point was Manu Ginobili didn't play. I said he played five of the six games, and, the Grizzlies won three of those games. So it wasn't like they were four and one in those five games or three and two in those five games. And we won two without them. So, um, again, you know, it's, it, I think that year was probably anticipated just because it was the first time back, but this one's really highly anticipated because of what LeBron's done this year, because Anthony Davis is playing at such a high level, because you have this notion that the Lakers, despite the fact they were not very good as a complete unit, earlier in the year made these moves at the trade deadline to really try and make a run and uh, in doing so put them in a, put themselves in a spot to, to, to get, um, you know, to where they are now. And, and, you know, look, a lot of the national pundits are going to say that the one factor that's going to be against the Grizzlies is the guys have been there before for the, uh, for the, the Lakers and the Grizzlies have some immaturity and have some, uh, some things that, that they need to improve upon. But, you know, I, I still think if you look at the home court record, you look at the way the Grizzlies defend, you look at what Minnesota did well in that playing game, which was move the ball, get open shots from the perimeter and knock them down. The Grizzlies can certainly do that. And they can certainly give the Lakers all they wanted before the Grizzlies. I thought got complacent. I'm not putting any stake in this Shannon Sharp yeah. got into their heads and all that. They got complacent. They just got comfortable. And before they did that, they were they were smoking the Lakers, who had their whole you know they didn't I don't know if they had AD that night or not I couldn't remember but the next game was right after the Denver incident and didn't have Stephen Adams and certainly in the first game he did but the Grizzlies I thought should have won all three games I mean had a chance to win all three games now shoulda coulda woulda whatever um, had a chance to that's different and and played better I thought overall than the Lakers but the Lakers made the necessary plays to win the game and they did so. Uh, I get why people are saying it, but I also think you're not crediting the fact that the Grizzlies have gone through a whole heck of a lot this season and were a game out of the number one spot and would have had that number one spot. I truly believe that Stephen Adams not gone down with injury and Brandon Clark not gone down. I mean, they let, they, they let eight leads in the second half go that they just don't lose with those two guys out there. And a lot of it was because of offensive rebounding and lack of bench production. Well, that's what those two guys bring to the table. So they could have easily been the number one seed in the West and run away with it. But uh, that's not the case, and this is where we're at. How much stock do you put into regular season matchups? What's that now? How much stock do you put into the regular season matchups as it pertains to a playoff series? None. So the first year the Grizzlies were in the playoffs in the uh, 03-04 season in in Memphis when they they had their first 50-game year, they beat San Antonio three out of four games. Now, in a lot of those games, Tim Duncan didn't play. But I think, uh, I think when you look at playoff experience, it matters. Now, the good thing for this young team is that they have plenty of playoff service or playoff experience. They have plenty of it. I mean, they've, they've gotten it. They've gotten it two years in a row. This was, uh, you know, kind of on the, on the target path when you looked at the, the roster on paper and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, you, 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 you targeted this year as the year you were hoping to take a big step forward, and then next year was the year really where it was a huge step forward. I thought they took that step last year. I thought they took a step earlier uh, in the year that they played Utah than uh, other, you know, that other people expected them to, and they were better than people expected. And now they've, they've kind of done what 
you know, people didn't expect them to do this year. Everybody kind of expected, again, they would take a step back and have to figure some things out. Well, yeah, they took a step back wins-wise, but that was the West, and they, they battled more adversity than I've really seen almost any team ever battle, maybe other than the year the team made it with the most players ever on a roster, and Dave Yeager had them in first place, and then literally everybody got hurt. We were passing out hello, my name is stickers at the end of the year because we were just picking guys up off the street to fill a roster to get to the end and get to the playoffs. And that's even Greg Popovich says, look, man, you know, look, it's nothing against them. And it's a heck of a job by Dave Yeager. But look at who they're trotting out there right now. That's not an NBA roster. And we're the Spurs. <laughs> we're the number one seed for a reason. So um, I put a lot of stock into it. I think it, it, it changes. If you watch that play-in game, there was that sequence where LeBron drove to the basket, didn't get a whistle, then got called for a clear push, got yeah. frustrated. But the next possession defensively, he's bodying up on whether it was Edwards or whoever or Kyle and gave him a good body check. I mean, a good solid one that might get called, probably would get called if the other plays hadn't happened. And LeBron in his head knows they're not going to call me for this right now. I'm going to get really physical with this guy. And that's the experience factor that can play in. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, playoffs are different, and, you know, again, you watch Anthony Davis, and a couple times in that game against Minnesota, he lands wrong, he gets hit wrong, and he's grabbing things and hurting, and, and does he is he able to stay healthy for this whole series? And then, you you know, you look at the Grizzlies, and how do they how do they defend Anthony Davis? Does Jaron stay out of foul trouble? This is going to be one of the more intriguing playoff series. I'm actually really surprised that there weren't more ABC games involved with this one than there were, or there weren't more like, hey, we're grabbing this one. But I'm happy for the, the local TV guys because when that happens, they, they don't get to work if it's on ABC. So um, I think it's, it's better for all of us involved that, that love our guys. and um, It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious for Sunday afternoon. I don't love day basketball. I think that's also a test. Uh, see who comes out ready to play in an abnormal time. And, and you know, the, 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 let's be honest, the Lakers roster – has played more games in the day and during that time than, and is more used to it probably than the Grizzlies roster are. But, you know, this is the, the NBA. you got to be a professional. I'll ask it from, from both perspectives, but we'll start first from the positive. When Taylor Jenkins is formulating a game plan and thinking about what he likes about his team against the Lakers, what do you think he would say? What does he like about his team against the Lakers? Yeah. Their ability to spread the floor with the addition of Luke Kennard, the ability to go – with two point guards that can one one can break down the defense of anybody and the other is as steady a hand as there is in our game. Um, the depth of his lineups, the ability to defend the rim with the now defense, you know, what, what could be the defense. I, I don't know if it's been official. Is Jaron the defensive player of the year? I keep hearing it's not official, but the, the markets are showing he's a heavy favorite. So let's just say the, the potential NBA defensive player of the year. Um, and, you know, where you've got guys stepping up and doing things now, where the roster is tightened down, how do guys' bodies hold up, how do you stay out of trouble, um, how healthy are guys. And I, I, like the, I like where the Grizzlies are at. How healthy is Santi Aldama? Hopefully this week, Klaus has given him a little, uh, a little extra boost, you know, because uh, he didn't play on Sunday. And he had that injury where he was in New Orleans and Larry Nance kind of pulled his arm over his shoulder and, you know, take it for what you will and, it didn't. It, it didn't do Shanti any good. Let's put it that way. So I think if they're healthy, you start matching them off. And I'm not going name for name because some of these guys are not where they once were. But Austin Reeves really hasn't been there before. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you look at who is going to be a a legit playmaker. Is it going to be LeBron or can he play on the ball and score and 
do all of that. Is Malik Beasley going to be a Malik Beasley that, that feeds off of things? You know, what kind of impact does Jared Vanderbilt have? That's the one that, that to me is kind of the X factor because he really hurt the Grizzlies last year with his impact hustling and what he can do to take some pressure off of Anthony Davis and how healthy is Anthony Davis. You know, they also picked up Thomas Bryant for some size and he's, he's not a bad big. So, I mean, they've got a good squad. I, I, but this whole notion, everybody's like, oh, look at their record down the stretch. Well, their record down the stretch, they played some teams that were banged up. They played some competition that wasn't really in it anymore, and, and they got wins, but they got healthy, and that certainly changes what they look like. And, and they're a better team than what they were record-wise when they weren't healthy, just like anybody else would be. But it, it's crazy. When that team does something positive, you would think that they invented the game. When they're doing something negative, you would think that they are the, the worst human beings on the planet. It's such an overreaction with that squad that it's, it's really hard to get a gauge. I just know what I've seen and what I know of the players that they've added and lost, and, and I think they're a better team than what you saw in January. I think they're a better team than what came into the, the FedEx Forum that night where the Grizzlies kind of handled them, and I think they're a better team that beat them in March. But... I still think the Grizzlies overall, I would, you know, there's a reason they're favored in game one. And it's not because they just uh, woke up and said, eh, let's just make the Grizzlies a favorite. There's a reason people believe that they're in the know that this team's pretty good. Yeah. In my experience, Vegas doesn't want to give you points if they think the other team is better. All right. From the flip side, what do you think is going to keep Taylor Jenkins up at night? How do you defend Anthony Davis yeah. without getting Jaron in foul trouble? How do you keep him off the offensive class? How do you prevent? LeBron James from just taking over a game. Like, where does it go? Does Dylan Brooks, is Dylan Brooks able to stay out of foul trouble? Is, is Jaron able to stay out of foul trouble? And which secondary player, and by secondary, I don't mean that disrespectfully to them, but we know what those two guys are. Which secondary player for the Lakers comes in and makes an impact that you didn't expect? How do you prevent that? How do you prevent the Troy Browns? How do you prevent the Malik Beasleys? How do you prevent the Jared Vanderbilt, the Austin Reeves of their roster? Thomas Bryant takes his pick. Uh, of coming in and making and making an impact. That's that's just that's how you got to think. And um, you know, if I know Taylor and his staff, they'll be ready to go. They'll, uh, they'll they they know these guys. They have these guys very well scouted, and they're and they're they'll have their guys ready to go in game one. And and you got to remember, look at game one last year. They got caught. Yeah, they got caught by a Timberwolves team. I think sometimes when you're the team that wins that seven eight matchup, you have an advantage because you played a game during the week to get all the little things out, and now you're ready to go for game one when your opponent was just kind of sitting back waiting and watching, and, and that'll be interesting to see. The Grizzlies were able to bounce back and regain home court advantage. Uh, I think it was game three in Minnesota. Maybe it was game four. It all kind of jumbles together at this point in my life, but they were able to come back at 2-2, win game five, take 3-2, and go back to Minnesota with a chance to win the series, which they did. It's a little different scenario because, you know, I, I'm not going to buy into this. All oh, the referees are going to just be, you know, it's going to be five on eight. You can't think that way. But you do have to be ready. If you don't get a call going your way because it's LeBron or because it's AD, move on. Don't let it Don't let it sit with you. Don't let it dwell. Just move on and, and get to the next play. Yeah, because I'm exactly like you. I, I really don't think it's going to be five on eight. I, I understand the foul disparity, but if you watch the Lakers play, like they drive to the hole as much as they're any aggressive. team. Like they're yep. very aggressive they're very going aggressive. to the uh, and they know I, that. And, you know, like on the defensive end, like they pack the paint and they kind of let you shoot threes. So, like, some of the foul yeah. disparity makes sense to me. What I am curious about is how do, you think, how do you think the team will handle a whistle that goes against them? Because at times this year, it's been fine. And then there's been other examples where it hasn't been fine. Like, what do you expect 
excuse me, what do you expect from them in that capacity? I expect them to be told more times over than not, if you let this get to you and you get exasperated and don't run back hard, you're going to pay the price. If you catch a referee and you're frustrated and say the wrong thing and get teed up, you're going to pay the price. You give this team free points in any way, shape, or form, they're going to take advantage of it. So don't do it. Voice your displeasure during the timeout. Voice your displeasure uh, to your teammates. Voice your displeasure in the locker room after the game. Try to stay as as even keel and as, as low-key as possible during the game with an energy that, that doesn't make you even keel or low-key when you're trying to play the game. If I could give you a stat, and you, and I would t- like you, basically I said you want to know the result of the series, and I could give you a stat. What would you be curious to see? Offensive rebounding, three point shooting, and I would say assisted turnovers. Yeah, I mean, how, how's the ball moving, and how are you taking care of it? Are you allowing offensive rebounds? Are you getting offensive rebounds? And are you winning a three point battle against a team that doesn't have a lot of great three point shooters, and you've got two of the best? So I think if the Grizzlies are successful in those three areas, it's going to be beneficial. Fast break points are going to be key. Points in the paint obviously are key because that means you're attacking into the lane. But those are the key ones. And then I, I, you know, I think getting to the line is big. You've got to get to the line and get some free opportunities and um, and, and make you can, they make the most of those chances. Eric, we appreciate, it, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Jeffrey, thank you. See you Sunday. That is Eric Castletine. Of course, the Memphis Grizzlies begin their series with the Los Angeles Lakers. Pre-game will start right here on Sunday at 1.30. Tip-off will be at 2 p.m. Eric will, of course, have the call. All right, Mark is down at the media availability down at FedEx Forum. Players are speaking. John Morant is speaking as well. When we come back, Mark will join us via the phone. We'll do that the list. Jason Smith will also join us during hour number two. Stick around. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Inventory is arriving daily at Gossett Mitsubishi on the pike and we're ready to put you in a new ride today. Great things come in subcompact packages like your new 2023 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. 41 MPG Highway buy for $18,245 or $299 a month and take Sporty to a whole new level in the 2023 Eclipse Cross Rally Up with Rally Inspired Trim $399 a month or buy for $31,235 or 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander. Seven seats now $34,055 or just $499 a month and you'll get peace of mind with Mitsubishi's 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossett Mitsubishi, 1870 Covington Pike or shop online at MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we got it at Gossett Motor Cars. All 500 military rebate, G4, PHF 03721, MSRP 18745, Free Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken fingers dipped, dunked, and drizzled in our legendary Zax sauce. So if you want to get your fingers on those free fingers, then grab your phone, download the Zaxby's app, and enjoy a free Big Zax snack meal on us. It comes with our famous fingers, Zax sauce, crinkle fries, Texas toast, and wait for it, a drink. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. Hey, Howie, what's that on your face? What do you think it is? 
It's just a little bit of sheetrock dust from our renovation that we have going on right now at the Robert Irwin Jewelers on Perkins Extended. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, and we're celebrating with up to 60% off our entire stock at all locations. Even diamonds? Diamond engagement rings, diamond fashion jewelry, diamond stud earrings, watches, gold chains, gold bracelets. Our entire stock is on sale. For complete details, go online to rijewelers.com. Shop early for best selection. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. It is finally time for the NBA playoffs, and that means you can turn crossovers into cash with FanDuel. How? Just visit FanDuel.com slash Fuller right now and place a $5 bet, and you'll get an instant $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's FanDuel.com slash Fuller, F-U-L-L-E-R. There really are many things to love about betting on FanDuel, like getting paid instantly, a safe and secure app, and great promotions every single day. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Fuller and sign up to get $150 in bonus bets when you bet your first five bucks. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. It's time to hit the road in your new Kia from Gossip Kia on the Pike. You'll be turning heads and dropping jaws in a 2023 Kia Forte LXS. 41 MPG, now $249 a month. $27.99 do it signing. Or take your pick from all-around good-looking SUVs in 2023 Saltos LX all-wheel drive. $29.99 do it signing. Or 2023 Kia Soul LX, $27.99 do it signing. $269 a month, your choice. All 36 month leases. Plus reliability you can count on. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.